This is everything you want to know about non-clinical careers for physicians. For Third Evolution, I'm your host, Robert Pretty. This is Non-Clinical Careers for Physicians podcast, and today I'm speaking with Mike and Terry Reeder. They're the founders of Cycling CME. That's right, cycling as in riding a bicycle, and CME as in continuing medical education. Mike, or Dr. Reeder, is a family and sports physician who's worked in primary care, orthopedics, and sports-focused medical education and training. His wife, Terry, is his partner in both business and in life and provides logistics and operational expertise for Cycling CME. Dr. Reeder, Terry, hey, it's really great to have you on the podcast today. You certainly have a unique business, and I'm sure that as we talk about it, many of our physician listeners are going to be saying, I want to be doing that. So, Dr. Reeder, first, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, hello, Bob, and uh, thanks, thanks for having us on. Terry and I always enjoy catching up with you. Thank you. As you know, I, I initially did emergency medicine residency and, and enjoyed the medicine, but I've always had an interest in sports medicine and exercise science. So after practicing in the emergency department for several years, we moved to Albany, New York, and I did a primary care sports medicine fellowship, then moved out here to Western Colorado where I practiced uh, sports medicine or non-surgical orthopedics uh, for the last couple of decades. Uh, during that time, I was always involved in continuing medical education, teaching uh, students and residents and I was involved here both locally as well as some larger regional and, and, and national conferences. And, and I've always enjoyed teaching and it was always part of my practice. And, and, and I think it, it fits well with, with medicine and, and working with patients in the clinic. Very good. So what I'm hearing is this ongoing interest and focused on education as well as sports. But tell me this, uh, why cycling? You, you all are from Colorado or you live in Colorado and and obviously skiing is big here, but also running and other types of sports. What, what brought you in to focus on cycling? Well, I guess the easiest answer to that question is that both Mike and I absolutely love cycling. And since we were going to incorporate some form of activity into our conference schedule, we thought cycling seemed a natural fit um, and a great activity component to add to our CME conference. Um, I guess I would also say that in our personal day-to-day -day lives, whether that is watching professional, you know, race races on TV like the Tour de France or getting, you know, into our own saddles ourselves, we simply love getting out and riding a bike. So it just seems that a lot of what we do, you know, whether that is home life or vacation trips that we plan, we always seem to want to incorporate cycling into those days. It's great. Yeah, in go addition ahead. To that, yeah, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Go ahead. In addition to the last uh, few years, I, I, I've been the director of the Colorado Mason University Human Performance Lab and, and really been able to dive deeper into exercise uh, science. And we're, with that, we've tested multiple high-level cyclists, including some masters, national champions, and, and our own cycling team just won the National Collegiate Overall Championship and has some, several Olympic level cyclist. So um, we both have a, a pretty deep interest in, in cycling. That's fantastic. Well, obviously, cycling was the choice. But beyond that, you know, I speak with physicians uh, every day who have great dreams of wanting to do exciting and interesting things. But the bottom line is this, too many of them, they just don't do it. They don't get off the dime. So 
you all did, and you've obviously been doing this for a while. So tell me a bit, how did you get started? You know, what were those initial tangible steps that, you know, took you down this pathway and turned a, a dream or what many people would consider a dream into a reality? Hmm. Well, um, I guess it was back in 2014 and it did start with a dream. And part of that was, you know, how do we move beyond life outside of medicine mm -hmm. and into something that we, the two of us, can create and do together. Um, and something that also includes our skills and our passions. And though I am non-medical, Mike and I both have that interest in exercise and nutrition and biking. And so the thought of turning those interests into a unique business was very enticing to us. Very good. Well, tell me this, uh, the, the two of you and, and you know, your husband and wife, how do you split those responsibilities in this business? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who, who's, yeah. In, who's in charge of what? <laughs> who's in charge of what? Yes. Well, I mean, that is something that, you know, we, we are a small business, basically, it's the two of us. And so really, we talk through all aspects of it together. And maybe part of that is because this whole thing was just so very new to us, um, not the interests themselves, but running a business, which we mm -hmm. had never done. Mm -hmm. So for us, it is brainstorming and taking ideas from one another, you know, and trying to make something out of it. But Mike being the physician, he's the one who, you know, deals with the aspect of, you know, the CME. So the lectures and recruiting physicians to speak and working on you know, CME accreditation. So that is definitely his realm, but I love hearing about it and we like interacting about it um, and feeding off of each other. Um, I don't know, I guess for me, I would just say that I love events and planning and putting that together is right up my alley. So I love interacting with the participants as much as I can prior to, you know, our conference starts. I also just enjoy, you know, just searching out that conference location, you know, the exact site that we're going to hold the conference at, planning a welcome reception, group dinner nights, lunches, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so those are kind of roles that we each take upon ourselves, but then I guess the writing aspect of that, um, we both are involved in that, planning routes and such. It's worked out fairly, fairly well. The, uh, the <laughs> Because the, uh, I don't care for logistics too much, and I do, and you can tell by Terry's enthusiasm that she does. Um, so, so that's that's worked out well. And, and the riding, we, you know, we've made it a point that the rides are all rides that we do ourselves so far, except for Italy, which uh, we obviously do with someone else. But um, yeah, it's, it's obviously fun for us to go out, search new places to go, and and. Uh, and see new routes and, and look at it as tour guides, which we sometimes mm -hmm. are. Well, you know, I've, I've visited your website and, and I see these various tours and you were just talking about going out and scouting locations. Tell me, tell me how you go about, I guess I'll say selecting or, or building a, a tour. What, you know, what's that work process about? How do you do that? Well, I, I guess initially, you know, part of that had to do with the fact that we live here in Western Colorado, Grand Junction, and that is our home base. And what a better place to springboard this business than from a place that we know and love that has great riding. Yeah. So that is what started it, both with our road bike tours and our mountain biking tours. 
But aside from that, you know, as far as Italy goes, we've always loved travel and getting to Europe, you know, when possible, we love going to Italy. And so that, you know, was always, you know, a far-fetched dream we thought. Aside from that, I guess, you know, we have done a lot of biking on the East Coast because we are from the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. And so we still have a lot of family back there. So oftentimes we will list places on our website, such as um, Lancaster, which is great, a great city for biking. We've also listed Eastern Shore of Maryland because we have family there mm -hmm. and we are familiar with the area and we know a lot of those roads. But also we've had a lot of people contact us and say things like, hey, I would love to come to Colorado for one of your tours, but it would be a lot easier for me if you held one on the East Coast, because we do ask people for their input. So where would you like to see Cycling CME come? And we do get a lot of feedback from that. So we're just trying to meet a lot of people's needs. And you know, part of that, I guess for us is scoping out places that we are number one familiar with, and then also just places where we think people would like to travel to. That's fantastic. So you kind of pick things based on places you'd like to go and places you think other people would like to go. And that makes it fun. Well, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you've talked about Italy and, and Mike, uh, Dr. Reeder, you said earlier that, uh, that uh, you all really run and sponsor the tours that are in the United States, but you partner uh, in terms of uh, that one in Italy. Tell, tell me a little bit more about this tour in Italy, because uh, again, like you, I love going to Italy, and I can imagine that's it's great fun. How did that? How did that get started? Well, Bob, you had a hand in this. Uh, you bumped into Fabio Flagello, or or you at least saw uh, heard of him. And uh, Fabio is an Italian chef, an avid cyclist who lives in Boulder, and he had started a really only a couple years before we did a, a cycling and tour company to Italy. And his, his tours are, are built around basically cooking and cycling. And we thought that's awesome. And we, you know, got on his site and looked and, uh, but we talked to him on the phone a couple of times and, and met with him and uh, we, we, we hit it off uh, with him. So we've been over there twice and would have been there last year. Um, and basically because of our, our, one of our main focuses are our conferences is, the benefits of exercise and, and healthy nutrition. Uh, so it really just dovetailed well into our, our conferences. Obviously we're, we're biking, uh, but we're also having cooking classes and talking about healthy nutrition around that, that whole culture of, of, uh, of food in Italy. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great, uh, great friendships. And uh, we've been really, uh, really blessed to, to do that. That's fantastic. And, and they don't drink any wine in Italy, do they? No. <laughs> Only the best. <laughs> oh. we, we talked about it, you know, it, it's really kind of a, a eating and cycling tour. Uh, his, he cooks every meal and they're awesome. And um, phenomenal you know, show. from breakfast to dinner. And then we had, you know, obviously winery tours and um, and we had coffee or espresso multiple times a day. So it's, it's quite fun. Oh, it sounds, it sounds fantastic. Well, you know, the two of you have done some pretty remarkable things and, and you've started obviously extremely interesting business, but here's kind of the elephant in the room. 2020 was a year like no other in our history. 
the travel industry, the conference industry, the meeting industry, all those areas that could certainly describe your business, well, they, they suffered enormously. How did you survive 2020? And what does 2021, what does this year look like? Hmm. Well, though our dream is to continue expanding the number of conferences we run, to date, we've only intentionally held one to three per year. And really a large part of that is due to the fact that Mike is working full time at Colorado Mesa University. So that's really all that fits into our schedule now. So I think because of that, and certainly because Mike is you know, holding down a full time position, we were afforded that ability to be able to almost take that year, year and a half off. And it didn't affect us by way of moving forward. Um, you know, we've been monitoring, you know, COVID and COVID restrictions. And, you know, we knew that 2020 was not going to be a go for here in Colorado, Italy, or elsewhere, but we're still, you know, planning on what comes next. And we still desire to, you know, bring adventure back to people. And that is by way of, you know, our conferences and such. So, so we're just still positive and hopeful and wanting to move forward in 2021 as best we can and beyond. Do you have anything planned now for 2021? Yes, we're going we're gonna to go to Italy in September, um, September 19th to the 26th. But uh, we had been going, the, the first two conferences were the, the early June, but we made some things happen. We're, gonna, we're planning to go this September of 2021. But the other interesting thing is during this 2020, we rode, it, rode several different places and, and we're actually contacted um, by a couple different areas that were interested and I think kind of alluding to what you just talked about that it, that everybody's you know wanting to get back on the conference um, you know uh, get back in conferences and and things like that and tourism and we've been contacted about bringing cycling CME to other areas so that's been interesting as well. That's fantastic. So e even though you weren't able to put together a program or a tour during 2020, you were able to do some business development work and develop some further contacts and some marketing. Sure. Scoping out new areas, not very many, but a few. Um, even up the road from us in Aspen, Colorado, we had someone contact us from that area because they saw on our website what we were doing. And of course, you know, everyone is hurting. You know, tourism is is hurting right now because of COVID-19. And so when they saw what we were doing and they want to bring events, you know, to their, to their town too, you know, they're trying to look to merge with people like us. So we have had those kinds of opportunities and we've scoped a few out on our own, if nothing more than to ride in different places to see if we think it's, you know, suitable. Um, and we know that, you know, we've had setbacks. Everyone has had setbacks, but people want to resume a normal life. And we're just trying to, you know, move ahead with that and have something planned that we can offer people once the time is right. That's fantastic. That's, that's really fantastic. Well, you know, looking back and perhaps in these trying times and maybe looking forward as well, uh, you know, Mike, from your experiences, are there two, three things that come to mind having gone through this journey that you would suggest to other physicians, you know, the, the must do things uh, to put on their list if they're interested in starting their own businesses? Well, I think one of the first things was just even with changing, I was still able to use the skills that, that were part of me for the last 25 years. So 
you know, I think you take what, what he got you there, uh, I think is helpful. Um, I, luckily, I still had a source of income, but it also gave us remarkable flexibility compared to being in practice. So it was, it was a way for us to transition. And, and, um, and I think Terry had said this before as well, not to be, you know, it's, it's hard as a physician sometimes to uh, imagine yourself doing that and being in that transitional phase um, but that, you know, getting from point A to B uh, worked out well. And, and I think we both combined areas that we're passionate about. And, and that's been helpful as, as well. Very good. Terry, anything you want to add? Um, no. You know, I, I thought of this too a lot because when Mike decided that, and we had talked about his leaving medicine for a couple of years before, you know, we finally took that step because that is not something that we took lightly, that decision to make. But, you know, even after that decision came, you know, there are people I think who are just shocked and stunned, you know, mm -hmm. and part of that is, well, how can you leave something that you work so hard you know, to get to, and you spent so much time in your life doing, but it does come back to, but 20 plus years of practicing medicine, you're gaining a lot of knowledge and experience and you don't have to leave that behind. You're just taking it with you. And I saw him do that. So, um, you know, that's something that allowed for him to, you know, move beyond practicing medicine and taking that knowledge into the classroom at CMU, but it also allowed for us to you know, start a business that we now love doing together, still incorporating the knowledge of learning for physicians in with a lot of fun. <laughs> it sounds like fun. And I think, I think what you've said is really important that uh, too many physicians, I believe, think that they're going to come up almost to a line and they're going to stop and then they have to start something again. But uh, what you've described, you're the sum of your parts. Every, everything contributes to what you do tomorrow. And, and I think it's a really important message for physicians to, uh, to, to take in out there. Well, I want to go back to Italy. Uh, actually, I literally would like to go back to Italy, but, the, <laughs> but, but, but I'm sure there may be a lot of people listening who's, who are saying, I want to know more about this. So, yeah. can, so, so can you say what your plan is for this fall? You know, when is it? Where is it going to go? Any, any details you, you, you can share? Sure. So this uh, this conference tour is planned for September 19th through the 26th, 2021, and our location is Cortona, Italy. So it's just a beautiful, you know, Tuscan village area. It's just gorgeous. We stay at a wonderful villa. Um, this year it is Villa La Casala, and we'll just be there for the duration of what, eight days. Um, but just a lot of cycling through Tuscany, a lot of little unexpected tours, I would say, that we get to go on. And part of that is just because Fabio knows so many people in that region um, from Italy, has family in Italy, has many connections in Italy. And so, you know, people know he's in town. Sometimes it's like, hey, bring your group here, bring your group there. I mean, we're just these out of the way places that I think as a tourist, you wouldn't necessarily find and get to go and enjoy. So I think part of it is just that. And of course, looking forward to Italian cuisine, Italian culture, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful time. And honestly, for us, it's more than just, you know, a business. We just want people to really enjoy their week with us. And so we do anything and everything that we can 
to make that happen for them so that they walk away with an exceptional experience. Sounds fantastic. Well, in wrapping things up, Dr. Reeder, Terry, uh, I really want to thank the two of you for being with us today. And I certainly wish you my very best and ongoing su success with Cycling CME. And again, for more information about getting some of your CMEs while touring the world and, in spe and specifically Italy, you can visit Cycling CME at cyclingcme.com and get more information there where you can text as well as, as email. Lastly, I hope this podcast will help you with your interests, your understanding, and if you choose, your transition to a non-clinical physician career. If you wish help and support in your transition, initial hallway consults are always without a fee, and I'll be pleased to offer you my best advice and counsel. So once again, for Third Evolution, non-clinical careers for physicians, this is Robert Pretty. For comments about this or any of my podcasts, or to request a hallway consult, don't hesitate to contact me at 720 339 3585. That's for voice, message, or text. And visit me online at thirdevo.com. That's T H I R D E V O.com. Until next time, thank you for listening. <music>